I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Thursday, September 10th, and these are the top six stories the Chi-Chi team is watching right now. For weeks leading up to the publication of Bob Woodward's latest book, West Wing aides were dreading how damaging some of President Trump's quotes would be. In the past couple of weeks, two senior Trump administration officials told the Daily Beast that they were quietly trying to figure out how to combat or downplay what they had heard was going to appear in the book. One of the officials said there has been a feeling that this book would, quote, probably be worse than the other earlier Woodward book. But that uneasiness stood in severe contrast to how the president initially felt about Woodward's rage book. According to a White House official, President Trump was said to be ecstatic about the prospect of sitting for interviews with Woodward and relished most of the conversations he had with the famous Washington Post journalist. But at some point along the way, Trump had a change of heart and became convinced that Woodward was using him. President Trump said with a straight face on Wednesday night, that he intentionally misled the public on the coronavirus threat because he did not, quote, want to scare people. This tactic of supposedly not wanting to alarm the public will come as a surprise to many, considering that Trump launched his 2016 presidential campaign baselessly fear-mongering about so-called Mexican rapists. He wanted to ban Muslims from entering the U.S., He stoked fear over MS-13 and immigrants passing through the southern border. He spread lies about anti-racist protesters. And all of that is just scratching the surface of the deceit he used to alarm the public. Following Trump's bombshell admission to legendary journalist Bob Woodward that he knowingly downplayed the virus, even though he knew in early February that it was airborne, contagious, and far deadlier than the flu, the president called into close confidant Sean Hannity's Fox News show to manage the very public fallout, claiming that the country, quote, could have lost two and a half million people if he had reacted differently to the virus. The president justified publicly downplaying the threat of the virus, saying he wanted to, quote, show a calmness to the people. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the leader of the free world. The FBI's top terrorism cops took down a different kind of alleged terrorist in a complaint filed earlier this month, an incel. In a complaint filed in federal court in New York, an FBI agent with the Bureau's Joint Terrorism Task Force detailed a year-long campaign of harassment, rape, and death threats levied at a Long Island couple by David Kaufman, a self-described member of the incel movement and supporter of one of its most notorious murderers, Elliot Roger. Prosecutors allege that Kaufman terrorized a couple he knew from college in a series of messages in retaliation for, in the words of the complaint, quote, depriving him of sex to which he believed he was entitled. He's charged with making threatening communications and stalking. 
Incels, the court documents note, have, quote, committed acts of violence against women across the world and in the United States. At least four teachers have died of coronavirus-related causes since the beginning of the school year, a bit of unpleasant foreshadowing of what's to come as students return to classrooms across the country. Demetria Bannister, who was just 28, was a teacher at Windsor Elementary in Columbia, South Carolina. She died on Monday just three days after being diagnosed with COVID-19. Her parents said they, quote, wish to remind others about the seriousness of this disease. And a statement described Bannister as a keen singer who, quote, never missed an opportunity to advocate for students. Two more teachers died in Mississippi, and Ashley Demarinus, a 34-year-old teacher at John Evans Middle School in Potosi, Missouri, died Sunday. The American Federation of Teachers said over 200 of its members have died of the virus since the pandemic reached the United States. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo believes that the order to poison a Russian opposition leader likely came from high up in the administration of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Alexei Navalny went into a coma after being poisoned with the nerve agent Novichok in Siberia. He was airlifted to Germany for treatment after Russian doctors attempted to keep him in the country. He has since woken, but the level of long-term damage is unclear. Speaking to conservative commentator Ben Shapiro, Pompeo said there is what he called a, quote, substantial chance that senior Russian officials ordered the hit. Trump said on Friday that there was, quote, not any proof yet of Kremlin involvement. Dozens of people in Austria have been surprised to find cashable U.S. stimulus checks in their mailboxes over the past few months. The Washington Post reported that three Austrian banks confirmed they've cashed at least 200 U.S. stimulus checks as of Wednesday, though it's unclear how many were cashed by Americans living abroad. The bank said at least some customers have reached out, thinking the legitimate checks were part of an elaborate scam. One recipient told the Post he had last worked in the U.S. in the 1960s. It appears to be a mistake stemming from incorrectly filed tax returns. That's all for this morning. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us on your smart speaker or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.